turning stones But I can only see your ghost I just live a fast life Forget about the past I numb up to escape And Dark Kiddo, three quarters Holding on from another one And Dark Kiddo all the way for Tommy Berry With you I feel something Captivon fight out second and third, but a cosy victory in the English side for Animo. McDonald eased him right down for a three-length win. Explosive Jack goes to Young Werther. I think Jack, I think Explosive Jack wanted a nose to Young Werther and a head away to Lions Roar. But Nature Strip goes back to back in the TJ, and this is an annihilation. Fast Crusader got up to run second in front of Eduardo. It's Ice Bath and Cascadian. Ice Bath Cascadian. I think Jamie Carr's won it. And they're off and racing. The Toya dawdled out last and Rock gets back. Mawunga being eased back from a wide draw. Now Almeida jumped well with Samadout and Yao Dash is right there. Funstar going forward with Best of Days getting past Forbidden Lava. The Mugger 2 camps right behind them from Dallasan and charging through the pack is Shout the Bar into a more prominent role. In the second half of the field is Ice Bath on the fence, followed then by Cascade in between runners. Wheelhouse is deeper out. Further back then, the Star of the Seas from Rock Avilius. Looks as though Zaki's caught very deep. Three lengths away to the three Rob Mawunga. And last year's winner, Natoya, last and nearly 20 lengths off the lead. Going to the 800 metres and Almeida shows the way by a length on Yao Dash. Two lengths to Forbidden Lover Lands, a great spot on the inside of Samadouta. Further back then to Best of Days racing in the red cap on the inside of Fun Star than Dallas and the Rails. Further back to Shout the Bar, Mugger 2, one off the fence in a bit of traffic with Ice Buff getting up the inside. They're followed by Wheelhouse. Further back to Cascade in between runners as the big field turns for home now and Almeida in front from Forbidden Love they beat off Yao Dash then came Samadout the insiders Ice Bar from Dallasan who's picking up down to the 250 Forbidden Love in front here he comes Mugger 2 now he's giving chase with Cascadian the outside and Ice Bath up the inside Cascadian wide out Dallasan through the centre Ice Bath along the rails it's Ice Bath and Cascadian Ice Bath Cascadian I think Jamie Carr's won it Cascadian the outside of Ice Bath and the great finish to the Doncaster. Dallas Sands run third. Mugger 2 got his chance from Zaki running on well. Then Forbidden Love from Natoya, Star of the Seas, Rock A Gone. Uh, a gap back to Mawunga from Wheelhouse. Best of days, Samadout, Shout the Bar, and a Fun Star. Jamie Carr won it all right. She wins the Doncaster for James Cummings. A baldy face horse called Cascadian got the better of Ice Bath right on the line. And while the James Cummings stable and Jamie Carr supporters were celebrating. Brad Whitup and poor old Ice Bath were beaten in a photo by a Godolphin horse for the second time after she went down narrowly to Colette in the Golden Eagle. I'm thinking of Brad Whitup yeah, this morning. And he used to work for them. That's probably yeah, he used to work for them. But yeah. it's yeah. look, the, the story of the day 
is this young lady who's leading the Melbourne Premiership by a considerable margin. We don't get to see her much in Sydney. She comes to Sydney and she wins the Doncaster. Was there ever going to be any other story? <laughs> you know, really, the writing was on the wall all week. There was going to be about the Jamie Carr show. Great jockey, um, terrific jockey. And look, she's unique. I think she's a little bit shy. I don't know, I'm just trying to read between the lines. I remember back, I think it was 2015, she had to take time off of racing. She went to Holland and England and just rode track gallops at Newmarket uh, just to get away from it. I think the, the pressures of the punters were getting to her, which is part of the game, mm. you know, yelling over the fence when you're on a beaten favourite and things like that. But she's, she's matured and um, takes it all in a stride now and great balance. Um, had the plan to follow you, Bowman, right plan yesterday, and gets the job done. Um, mm. So many great stories from yesterday. That wasn't the only one, but... We'll go through them this morning. Mm. Yeah, wonderful day of racing. I think we've now got to the point where we don't just talk about, you know, female jockeys. We talk about just really great jockeys, and she's just moulded into that that uh, you know that mould of being just such a fantastic jockey. We just love seeing you know Rachel King, Kathy O'Hara. Um, I'm going to miss a few here. Obviously Jamie Carr. There's you know overnight Rachel Blackmore won the Grand National. I don't think Amazing. gender is sort of we we have. Well, why are we still talking about? Well, a lot. Goes, why are we still? It's the headlines well, in every paper. We're not. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. We are not still talking about it. We are now accepting that they are just great jockeys. And I think what's important is what we celebrate is that we are on a level playing field and there's no other sport that celebrates no. that we are the only sport if you win a Doncaster as a female or as a male you get the same prize money and you don't in any other sport mm. so that's what we need to celebrate mm. yeah, we are well we're, we've been lucky to see King do her stuff here in Sydney yeah and um, obviously the Victorians are enamored they are with Jamie Carr <laughs> she's yeah. going to get to 100 wins in a yeah. metropolitan season it's amazing I think it's one thing to do it in your home state, but to do it, you know, come to Sydney as well and, and just win the pretty much yeah. one of the biggest races that we have here is incredible. And she's very humble and she's almost, she seems, that's the first time that I interviewed her. And I was a little bit nervous because I've seen she's quite, she doesn't talk for a long time, but when she spoke, she just speaks from the heart. Mm. She's very glowing about the people around her. She can't quite believe the position that she's in and mm. I think she just goes out there and does her job. And all of a sudden, whether it, whether it happened yesterday or it, it, it had happened before yesterday, she's become a carnival jockey. Mm. To go into state and win a big one like that, she can now be called upon to go to any state and ride in all the big races. And don't tell me jockeys don't want to be known as carnival jockeys. Well, they want to follow the big money around the country. Of course, they're in a business and mm. they're, they're, you know, secure their livelihood and, and I think well, going back to the female thing again, I think she's the first female to win a Group 1 for Godolphin in the world. Yeah, yeah. So that's the start of a, an association there in itself. I think I've been working with you guys for a long time and it was initially when I first came on, it was, you know, oh, wow, a, a female's won a big race or she's riding five winners. I don't think that that's the case anymore. We just really say, what a great ride, like good jockey. Can they do it? We treat them all the same as if they're Hugh Bowman or James McDonald, but that gloss of the female, the gender aspect is definitely diminishing and we're just talking about what great athletes they are. Well, we got over that women thing. I think I go back to Betty Lane. She started at first trainer and whatever as a woman and, and it went right through to Gay Waterhouse. And that's when there was issues. That was know. only in the 80s. Yes, but since then, yeah. things have changed straight away. Yeah. And we've op racing is the great level of with 100%. women and Well, that's right. In, the, and, and in any industry. And shouldn't you be thinking about Pam O'Neill this morning? Yeah. It was the trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I heard her say recently that they should all give her 
One percent. One percent. Something. She has made paved the way for all of them. And even I, her, yeah, yeah, it's very even true. Our own Bernie Cooper went through tough times. She did. She, she was one of the only female jockeys. You know, yeah. they didn't have women's jockeys, rooms. No, no, you go out in the toilet and get changed. You know. Well, but, I remember, as I just mentioned, the Grand National. I watched the Grand National as a child, and I thought. I would dream of winning the Grand National. Any little girl who rode a pony and who loved jumping would dream of winning that race. But I never thought it was possible because I never saw any female jockeys. So I think that now that we can see Jamie Carr riding winners, they grow up and think, I want to be like Jamie Carr, not like mm. Hugh Bowman. Mm. Well, they used to grow up wanting to be like Claire Lindock because she was another one that really fought that, that thing. So let's... From now on, we're treating him as jockeys. We're not saying a great achievement for a female jockey. What a great jockey she is. Hmm. Wonderful. Okay. What about the winner, Cascadian? What do we say about Cascadian? Well, he's been a work in progress, I think. <laughs> uh, That's an understatement, <laughs> maybe. But I reckon he's just... This preparation was probably his the, the time that he's come back the best. He's been handled well. He's found a race where... Would you say that this was a Doncaster with a lot of depth, Ronnie? I think enough depth. Uh, yeah, it's a, there was every horse bar wheelhouse was rated over 100. There was 11 Group 1 winners in the race. So I think that tells you it's a race with a lot of depth. And look, he did set come back much better. He's a horse that's had no luck through he, throughout his career. He's always run well in the Group 1 miles and he got conditions to suit. He loves the sting out of the ground. He got a legitimate, a legitimate uh, soft seven there yesterday. And, um, and and wins his you know his grand final more or less. Uh, she was unbelievable um, ice bath, and we might say, oh, bad luck, Brad Whitup and connections. But two point three million for those two seconds. Yeah, but you know what? You know what it's cost them. Yeah. Five million. Well, you can look at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at it two ways. Yes. Two okay. point three, two point four is wonderful. Uh, uh, there could be an extra yeah. five in the bank. Ronnie is today is being the black to the white, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, listen, you ice bath owners out there. Forget about the five. Just You've got two point three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, look, it was nearly a, a, the story of the. The, the week if he, she wouldn't have got in the race, to yeah. tell you the truth, uh, with, the, with the drama that went round with her with her handicaps. Anyway, that's all forgotten now. Dallasard's a terrific horse and he went well, perfectly ridden by uh, Jason Holder there. And you can go down the page. Now, Mugatool, I thought he had his chance. Um, he, he was presented at the right time. Avilius was solid again. There was no doubt in the wide, wide, wide world that the best run in this race was from old mate here, I'd never heard of him, Zaki. Um, first, fancy taking on a Doncaster mile, an import having his first run in Australia. He got caught wide, he got hampered at the top of the straight, he's, he's flown into sixth position there. He's in the red colours back about fifth last. Yeah, yeah blue with, blue the, with red the red V. v. Yeah. Carl so, Holtz Is that him? No, 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 it's in, sorry, he's be, behind that horse. He's yeah. behind them. Yes. So, yeah, so I, jeez, I, I think... He, he comes a, darting through Through now. the middle. He's through going the through middle. the middle. So he's going through the middle. Regan Bayless, he goes to the right of the of Rock, yeah. and he finds the line. This this is probably the time when he could really start urging him along and getting into him. And look at him finish this final 50 metres of the race. He has got a big race mm. written all over him. He Regan was, Bayless said that in uh, when he came back and gave the jockeys comments in the room. He said this horse will win a big Group 1 in Australia. Well, yeah, he will. And I doubt that it'd be next week. Well, I, if he was mine... If he was mine, I'd be... He could take the Brisbane Winter Carnival by storm, that horse, on that performance, you know, the Doombin Cups, whatever you wanted to do with him, just looking at him, I must say. But um, we'll leave that to connections and trainer. But, geez, uh, he's a... He could be something. Draws the gate 
how does he go? He drew 20. Oh, it's easy. To, he drew, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. He does look to have really run good races overseas and he did present well, didn't he? Yeah, he looked a million dollars. He's, so, I think he's, that they've got a bit of deciding to do. Obviously, there's the temptation of possibly running him in a Queen Elizabeth, but I think the initial plan was to run him in the Hollandale and then continue on through that Brisbane Carnival. And those look like suitable races uh, for him. But, uh, as you said, we'll just leave it up to trainers and connections as to where he goes. But there's one one bits for sure is that he's a definitely a talented horse and he's going to add to the ranks here in Sydney and around the country. There was a late scratching in the uh, Doncaster just prior to the running of the TJ Smith. Uh, the vets uh, were in the stewards room uh, with Kerry Parker. The horse had a rough float trip he played up and he had multiple abrasions so the, the vets had no choice and Kerry had to cop it because he, he wasn't in a fit state to race by the sound of the, of the, of the vet report. Um, so think it over. Uh, yeah. Didn't get his chance to run in the Doncaster. Yeah, that was horrible. That you know, you get there the last minute, and uh, things, and little things like that can happen, and it's 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 heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I watched the race with James Cummings and Darren Beadman and connections in the the hall, the little passageway underneath where a lot of mm -hmm. the trainers watch, and I've never you got into actually. Into the inner sanctum. Well, I mean, I often go and sit okay. there. Okay, yeah. it's well just connected. Didn't know. Didn't know. Very well connected. Didn't know that. Anyway, go on with your just story. Just get away from you. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I went and sat in there, and I've never seen him so excited. Really? Yep. And he was cheering Jamie. He could see he was obviously watching um, Cascadian from a long way back, and he was, "Come on, Jamie! Come on, Jamie!" And then there was this huge roar and cheer, and they were jumping and hugging each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. What was Beeman doing? Uh, he was getting hugged from James, yeah. Right. James, he, <laughs> Darren was sort of stood there and James was giving him a bigger bow. Did James get his arms around Darren? Yeah, he did. Oh. <laughs> what, what do we make of the three-year-olds? It doesn't look a strong bunch. The three-year-olds all... I know Mwanga plotted home late there, and but we had a couple of other three. Forbidden Love, she showed a bit of dash there. and She was the first one of the three-year-olds. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, the jury's out on the three-year-olds this year, uh, at this stage, I, I think. All right, here's uh, James Cummings and Jamie Carr. The team have done a magnificent job to keep this horse nice and lean. Uh, he's, he, he, internationally, he's sent the horse from Andre Farbs uh, to Liam O'Rourke and to, the, to, the, to, all, the, to all the guys that, that, that really behind the scenes power. What is, a, what is a magnificent Blue Miami on days like this? Uh, we, we've got to be so grateful. And, uh, and when horses can come off the plane of his calibre, uh, we know that we're cooking with gas. And while he hasn't won a heap of races Cascadian since he's been here, we've worked out a few things with him. Um, we just mucked around with him a bit this preparation. 12 months ago, he was winning a Doncaster Prelude, and, and now, he's, now he's got up and won the Doncaster through the, the, the legitimate form line of the... Uh, uh, you know, I... I, I I just, I just really lost for words how, how remarkable it is to have this horse finally get up and win one of these big, big grand finals. Jamie Carr, this incredible young lady who's having a breakout season in Victoria, can come to Sydney and do it as well. Well, you know, it goes without saying, she's so far in front of the Victorian Premiership, it's daylight second, and she's rating right up on the figures as James McDonald's rating in Sydney, and. Uh, we were, we were very, very keen to try and book her for a lightweight ride in the Doncaster, and we had a few circling, but, um, but I, look, I think that uh, once Cascadian came through the George Ryder with such a brilliant fourth um, and, and, and got the opportunity to drop back in weight to the Doncaster, Jamie's team were very happy to ride him, and, uh, and it, didn't, it, it, it didn't rely on me to make much of a point to her. She was 
very keen to be on him. She was, uh, she was, she had the right plan. She thought about the race exactly the way we did, and that's um, that's put us in the frame. I was talking to Huey in the gates, and I said, "I'm going to follow you, and I hope you win. If you don't, I, I'll, I'm going to win." So, um, look, we got a beautiful run. Everything just opened up at the right time for him, and. Um, he probably waited a little bit on the line, that's why I wasn't sure if I got it or not, but he stuck his nose out and couldn't be happier. When you were working towards the line, what were you thinking? What was going through your head? You, you obviously felt like you had enough horse underneath you. Yeah, I thought maybe I've got there too soon. Um, we got such a lovely run and it just opened up so easily for us and I thought, oh, is he going to hang on? But coming back to scale, I saw our name up there and got a little bit emotional again. <laughs> what do you think of coming to Randwick here? This is our, one of our biggest races up here in Sydney. You must feel very proud of yourself, what you've been able to achieve. Uh, just, yeah, it's amazing. Um, couldn't have believed it if you told me this two years ago. And um, I'd like to thank my manager, Lockie. He's been tirelessly hunting out these rides for me and he's done such a brilliant job. And the people around me, Clayton, supported me throughout everything and mum and dad and uh, to Team Godolphin. They've been supporting me of late. And um, to get a Group 1 win for them is just unreal. Jamie Carr's parents, there was a story uh, in the paper during the, uh, on Saturday morning I think it was, um, Jamie Carr's parents were speed skaters. Yeah, I think they were in the Olympics, represented, yes. maybe Holland in the Olympics. In sporting family. I reckon. Yeah. And, and she's such a good equestrian rider, there was talk mm. of her going to the Olympics, right, you know, that's what her dream was, so hopefully she stays And she will, she will pursue that post-racing yeah I think she yeah reading between the lines yeah. there's, there's a couple of um, Steph Thornton's the same she's really into her equestrian riding as well there's a, a couple of the I think it's Kathy O'Hara yeah as well, and Kathy she? she's into mm. show jumping it's just a natural mm. sort of progression into mm. racing I mean you yes. see when you start riding you don't start well a lot of people start in racing I shouldn't say that but a lot of young younger people start at the equestrian level and go towards racing. Well, back in the old days, they used to have a lot of pony clubs. That's where it all started. Yeah. Do, we, do we have as many pony clubs these days? I, I'm probably not the right person to answer yeah. that because in the UK they have a lot of pony clubs, but here it's it doesn't seem as well known, but I do know there's a few behind the scenes initiatives coming to the fore about maybe mm. a bit of pony racing yep. and also a bit of pony club being sort of pursued into the racing. Well, the pony yeah. race, we had a, we had a, a, a pony track at Roseville, didn't we? Yeah. Wasn't it ba I'm talking way, way back uh, in the early 1900s. There was po the pony yeah. tracks. Would yeah. be exciting if they had a pony race, maybe before well, the Everest. I've been saying, I've been saying that for 10 years now, and I was, I'd love to see an amateur race for the, you know, teenagers or yeah. something because with their. But it's insurance. But it, it mm. brings. It's not only. It's not only encouraging. A different demographic into racing it's also it's going to help with that workforce situation that we've got where we don't have people going and wanting to go into racing mm. I mean it's probably one element of just showing them how exciting the game can be and and I guess probably one of the biggest aspects and the biggest um, you know the bugbearer with racing at the moment is the welfare issue and I think that that shows when we see good great stories like this we see how how well these horses are looked after and that's something that mm. Yeah, you know, it's always got to be at the forefront mm. of racing. Well, how's Tom Melbourne going? Tom's Tom's going well. Yeah, Tom's Tom's going well. He's he was in an event the other day, and he he yeah. he ran eleventh of thirteen. But it won't be long before he gets up to second place. Good. There's, there's no doubt. I'll go back to the uh, my old the good old days. Remember good old the, days. Remember we had the race for the retired jockeys <laughs> on Epsom Day. Oh, I set this race up beautifully for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was working for 2KY at the time, I rang Max Lees, I said, Max, I need something fast. <laughs> <laughs> 
for 800 metres that's going to carry me so I can go out in the blaze of glory of this <laughs> retired jockey's race. <laughs> and you won? He set me up on the fastest, one of those yellow prince horses or something. Oh, yeah. It was, was fours old. If you had a market, it would have been $1.10. You know? <laughs> but Kevin Robinson put some Des Lake on this thing. I ended up being a Group 1 winner. <laughs> that's, how, that's how competitive this <laughs> race was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, so couldn't. you didn't win? I run second. Uh, <laughs> that like, far. Just like Tom Melvin. <laughs> yeah, just Red, like Tom. Red. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> oh, and he couldn't walk for a week. Chris Lee still shakes his head. How'd you get beat on that? <laughs> he is, um, oh, do you stop laughing? Um, start crying. Here's Brad Widder. Look, um, she's ran fantastic. Uh, probably just to back up Lee. You know, we didn't get the the heavy track like we probably would have liked, and yeah, but look, I'm, I'm over the moon. She tries her heart out, and yet again, another big performance. You've cracked it for a smile, and a lot of well wishes surrounding you after the race. That's a pretty good effort when you consider the Golden Eagle nutted on the line, the Doncaster nutted on the line. We're talking about millions of dollars difference. Yeah, look, it's um, it's not easy to take, but look, that's racing, and the horses performed great and ridden well, and. You know, full credit to the staff at home, and it's just um, it's a credit to everyone, and you know, it's just a big um, treat to be in these sort of races. So, you know, I'm, I'm um, you know, you, you find it hard in one way, but um, you know, just to race in a Doncaster, it's a it's a pretty pretty big thrill. Greg Pritchard just went in for the kill there, didn't he? Leave him alone. It was, <laughs> it was like the poor buggers just, you know. <laughs> What, what are you going to get beat next in? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! If I saw Greg Pritchard coming, I was Brad Widdop. I'd run the other. Yeah, <laughs> not today, mate. Not, not today. today. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the uh, we haven't even spoken about the T.J. Smith win of Nature Strip. Gates are back, they're off. Eduardo jumped brilliantly. Eduardo land about a length in front from Nature Strip, who goes up on the inside. Libertini's pretty handy. Bivouac as well. 11-11 next from Order of Command. Then came Dirty Work, Mask Crusader. And Satori's the last one. So Eduardo's got the lead all on his own in the early stages. And Nature Strip moves up on the outside. Three quarters now a half length away. Libertini sits third on the inside of Order of Command. And Bivouac is fifth. One off the fence from 11-11. Then came Dirty Work, Mask Crusader and Zatori's last of all. They've got 600 metres to run. And Eduardo not overdoing it in the lead. He's out by a half on Nature Strip. Then Libertini from Order of Command, 11-11. Dirty Work pulling out from Mask Crusader and Zatori into the straight now. And Eduardo is the leader from Nature Strip. And they're broken clear from the rest. But Nature Strip moved up. Put pay to Eduardo at this point. And Nature Strip draws a length and a half. Two lengths clear from Eduardo, a gap back to Mask Crusader, but Nature Strip goes back to back in the TJ, and this is an annihilation. Mask Crusader got up to run second in front of Eduardo, Zutori third, fourth, followed then by Bivouac, further back to 11-11, dirty work, Libertini, and order of commander. The absolute very best of Nature Strip we saw yesterday, and it, it, it happened on the same uh, meeting as it happened last time. Two phenomenal performances in the one race, the TJ Smith Stakes. 
Well, he's a brilliant horse. You know, we, you know, we, we all. He's a little bit maligned because of his SP profile, where he's been beaten at odds on a few times. When everyone thinks, you know, he has to do it every time. But oh, gee, that's the. He's got a lethal 200 metre sprint on him. This horse, and and he doesn't have to use it the last 200 metres. He uses it at different stages of his races. And that's exactly what he did here, but he used it a bit later, maybe between the, you know, the 300 and the 100, or the 400 and the 200, where he's running his big split. Sometimes he does it between the, the six and the four and puts a gap in them. But uh, no, he just it was his game yesterday, and I've never seen him relax better for the first 500 metres of a race ever, um, where he just sat a length off at Wado before he wanted to, you know, charge into the bit there. That's a we all thought, you know, we'll never get it out of him, but obviously Chris has just worked him out, worked him out. It's a long process uh, with a horse like this, and he was just simply supreme. Um, loved that, McDonald, didn't he? What about this horse, Mars Crusader? Now, he's a good horse, and he's a more mature horse now. He, he's got to learn to jump out the barrier better than he has done of late and throughout a few times in his career, but there's no doubting he is a much better horse is there anything in his physique that says that he's more mature now, or is he? Um, he's I, last preparation. He just had a forgettable prep. He came in a little bit woolly in the coat. They were behind the eight ball with him. He kept, got up against heavy tracks, bad gates. Just did everything wrong. He just had to put a complete line for it. And this preparation, I remember seeing him at the trials and said he's back to what he was. So mm. I wouldn't say he's he's always been big and strong and quite powerful, but the biggest factor with him is that he come back better, he's had a better um, couple of first up runs and he's strengthened and, and come, you know, come of age. He's, a, he's, he's a, got he's the a... biggest problem is he's a sprinter and he misses the start. Yeah, I think he's a likely Everest horse personally. Um, he's uh, only a four year old. Yeah, he's, a, he's an Everest horse. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, but he's... You miss the start. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's you just can't. The high pressure race will suit him. It will suit him, but it's still not ideal. No. Like he, the, how far he missed the start is how far he just got beat by. Yeah, true. Eduardo was solid. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of Eduardo and we all know what he did at his two runs back with those slashing figures. And I'm just worried, that, I'm not worried, but I, I think his best ratings have been at 1,000 and 1,100. And you may say, oh, He's won a race at 1,200 and he's won a race at 1,300, but that was when he was a restricted class horse. Um, at the top level, he, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's very competitive and probably number one seed at 1,000 and 1,100. So he just has to tick off that major at 1,200 metres. So that, that's his main issue, he's rating. He just wasn't the same horse yesterday though. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not. I, I agree with you, he has to tick that 1,200 metre box at that level, but so did Nature Strip. No, he did that in the past. But so did he in the past, so I don't see why he won't do oh, that see, in yeah. the future. Yep, I'm I, I like the build-up to this race. I like the fact that Joe Pride was talking Eduardo up. Uh, Chris Waller was really confident about Nature Strip, and then James Cummings chimed in and started talking bivouac up. I think racing needs a bit more of that yeah. about the, the individual yes. stables. It obviously upset McDonald. <laughs> you know, Fired him up. Yeah. It? Worry about your own horse. We'll worry about ours. <laughs> I think he likes, he's got a soft spot for Nature Strip. Though. He has. So he gets a bit, you know, and the yeah. same as very elegant as well. He well, gets a bit. If you pick on his horse, well, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of trainers and owners get that as well. I know that uh, from experience. Tipsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Especially big syndicates. I thought 11-11 was very good, Excellent. considering yeah. it was a start off He just ran out of condition that last little bit. And Libertini, I don't think we'll see her on the wet again. Um, disappointing for 
Anthony, but boy, what about Anthony? We didn't have a day with his two boys. Yes. Uh, winning those races yesterday, he'd be a proud father, Very and his proud. mother would be too. Yeah, no, it was, we'll get to uh, Edward Cummings uh, a little bit later, having won the Adrian Knox. Here's Chris Waller and James McDonald. He's a super horse and uh, just showed another dimension today with getting to settle. Was that the plan, to allow Eduardo to to lead and just let nature strip be himself? We, didn't, we knew if you, you couldn't go head to head and expect to win the race. Um, and I think... Um, that brought us undone last in the spring. Uh, we were getting taken on and coming off second best and we were just left a sitting duck. So anything that wants to take him on gets beaten as well, but we're beyond that. We wanted to be a bit more mature this preparation and uh, he was running the lightning. He settled, settled off the speed and, and blew them away. Uh, last start, it was a pretty good effort. He had a wide draw and had to do quite a bit of work, but today, just worked out perfectly and full credit to James and my team. There's a nature strip that turns up like that and he's just unbeatable. He's pretty good all the times even when he does get beaten. Um, there's been reasons for him getting beat. As I said he gets taken on. No horse can sustain that type of pressure when you're talking about the best sprinters in the world. A thousand metres is a long way. 1200 metres for a sprinter is a long way and uh, it's no different to people. You've still got to respect it. Does he go to Brisbane? I'm not sure. Does he go for the Everest? You've got to come back for another crack. He'll be at the Everest for sure. Um, so it'll be all revolved around that. It's actually quite a lot, quite deep into the spring, so there's the chance to take him to Queensland if we need to. Yeah. He's a special galloper on his day. But, um, like I've been saying all week, he couldn't have worked any better on Tuesday and he's been faultless all preparation. The team's got him going amazingly well. And uh, yeah, when I when I got off him on Tuesday, <laughs> so excited to be riding him, and he's executing just so well. Uh, yeah, you get sick of hearing all the talk during the week how to upset him and all this kind of garbage, but they're not going to upset him anymore. He's uh, he's pretty push button, and uh, you could safely say WBS for him. Okay, well that was the that was the he pinched that off Jay Pride. That's the Jay Pride line. WBS. Now, he's 4.50 in the Tab Everest. Nature, I don't know how long, if you if you add up the time he's been favourite for any particular Everest, it's a long time, more than any other horse. So the Everest is the main aim for Nature Strip. Classic legend is coming back to Australia. Mars Crusader, as Duff said, he will be an Everest horse. Guy Tra could run in the Goodwood. He's back. And we want to see the South Australian here. What about a golden slipper winner in Stay Inside? Well, the three-year-olds, they've emerged. They're in the market now. Um, Animo. Yeah, Stay Inside. Yeah. Um, and that won't stop there. With those three-year-olds, when those two-year-olds turn three, and they, you know, that golden rose time, that's when we take interest in them. Uh, two weeks, the all-age stakes, 1,400, Group 1. Well, he won't be there, Nature Strip. No. Bivouac, I wouldn't think so. No. Yeah. Um... But that's always that the all age stakes is a very hard race to work out who's going there, yeah, uh, because they've had most of them will have wanted to have had a run leading into it, and after the wash up of yesterday, we don't know. Um, here's Greg Pritchard out and about again with Chris's wife Stephanie. He's always in a good mood, but I can tell you that um, this horse you, you just don't know, so um, I'm just really happy that, um, yeah, proven what it can do.
that's what I'm wondering. It's a, it's a horse that's, you know, a little bit up and down. Sometimes you can't predict. A few people like to stick it, stick it to the horse and say that, you know, it's, it's not as good as they say and Eduardo will beat it. Does Chris take that personally? Um, he doesn't. I do. I, I've tipped a lot of friends in the past and I've not got it right. So, um, Chris doesn't take anything personally. He's the same day in, day out and that's why he's, that's why he's Chris. That probably rubs off on the horse as well, I guess. I think so. I think so. I do know that the last couple of weeks have been pretty stressful in general with the carnival changing around. Um, so I said to him about a week ago, I said, um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, yeah? And this is, we were lying in bed. And he goes, OK. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a couple of weeks. Here's, uh, here's Joe Pride talking about Eduardo post-race. Gassed, yeah, tired today. And look, I don't want to sound like I'm not giving enough credit to Nate Strip. Full credit to Nate Strip. Chris brought him here in terrific condition and congratulations to them. But my horse pulled up completely different to what he did at uh, Rose Hill. He's a tired horse and, um, you know, as I said to you, they're, they're not machines and they can't just produce carbon copy performances. But we know what his, his ceiling is now. And uh, if we can get him back to that Galaxy kind of performance, he can win any race. All right, that is the TJ Smith. When we come back, we look at the Australian Derby. And they're off from the Bentley Australian Derby. Rondino gets well back and Montefiore has jumped about midfield. The front man and Yale Town wide out first to into stride. Prompt Prodigy poking through between the pair. Toscanini and Quay Quay into four positions and Rocket Spade is right there on the rail. So it's a Kingo for the lead. Skylab parks up on the outside of Montefiore. So Collett's got the filly very handy turning out of the straight but there's still no established leader yet. Milford's cast a bit deep. So is Young Werther on the outside of Lions Roar. Olympic goes back on the fence. Further back to Zach Speed. A explosive jacks out deep from Rondino. And Favreau's been snagged back to last. So the frontman eventually won the battle for the front. Prompt Prodigy gets the spot outside. So it's the frontman in front from Prompt Prodigy going over the crossing and Toscanini shades Quay Quay for third. So Yale Town, the Tullock Stakes winner settles in fifth on the outside of Rocket Spade. Montefiore is about midfield on the inside of Sky Lab and Milford's in a three-wide position. Further back to Olympic Gaze, Lions roar between runners, Young Werther deeper out. Further back then to Rondino from Zach Speed, explosive Jack trying to improve and improving a few slots now and Favreau tries to get onto his back, uh, taking closer order as they work down the back and it's the frontman in front here in the derby, leads by a link to Prom Prodigy, Quay Quay third, followed by Toscanini, Milford cast three deep at this point, further back to Rocket Spade, then Yale Town, Young Werther out in the check cap as deeper out trying to improve, then Sky Lab, back on the inside the favourite Modophilia from Explosive Jack has got in front of a few horses now. Lions Roar, Favreau improving. A well back came Olympic Gaze and Rondino's about the last one. 700 metres to run. It's the frontman in front from Prom Prodigy. Milford in third, then Quay Quay, Toscanetti, Young Werther. Favreau starting a run at the 600 metres. Skylab gets going. Back on the inside, Modophilia's trying to pick up on the inside of Rocket Spade. Coming up to the turn and it's the frontman swinging in front. Modifilia is getting a rails run and the filly starting to come into the race. Quay Quay moved up on the
the outside. Then Young Werther, Milford, and further back to Rocket Spade. It's the frontman being tackled by Quay Quay. Modophilia has gone one pace coming down the outside as Lions Roar. Explosive Jack and Young Werther between them. Here's a go in the derby. It's Lions Roar and Explosive Jack. Explosive Jack goes to Young Werther. I think Jack, I think Explosive Jack went at a nose to Young Werther and a head away to Lions Roar. Then came Botophilia, followed by Quay Quay, further back to Rocket Spade, Favreau, the frontman from Olympic Gaze, a gap back to Rondino from Zach Speed, Sky Lab, Toscanini, Milford, and the last two, Yale Town and Prompt Prodigy. It's a photo in the Bentley Australian Derby. Oh, the, the crowds were back, and didn't they enjoy some of those races? Uh, the owners of Explosive Jack. There's no COVID here. No. There's no COVID here. The Tasmanian Derby winner wins an Australian Derby. And very well tried all through the week. Just kept chipping away. There was confidence in the camp. It, I, I know it wasn't a brutal staying test because they, they, they ambled through the first half of that race. Uh, but I still think it turned into a a staying test, a real staying test, because they were out on their feet on that, that testing track yesterday. And this horse, you know, it, this is a horse that had his third start in a race in a mile and a half as an early three-year-old at Kembla Grange and beat the older horses. And then he went on to win a Tasmanian derby. He's as tough as Teak. He, he, he come in, you wouldn't know he'd blow a, he wouldn't blow a match out. He could be a Cups prospect in years to come, this horse. Believe me, he's a... He's got feet on him like dinner plate. Has he? They, he's... Big, not only is he a big horse, really good bone on him, but he's got huge feet as well. And he takes a fair bit of race, you can see he takes a fair bit of racing to get fit and wound up. But gee, that was he's a... by Jackalbury. That was a huge, yeah. uh, huge run. I thought Young Werther was excellent was coming off of the Tullock. He was very fresh when he was parading in the Tullock. He was a completely different horse. Mm. And we know he can run the trip out strongly. And Lions Roar, well, he put up a great performance. He actually bumped Jack out of the way at the top of the straight, and that yeah. probably took the wind out of his sails, looking <laughs> in comparison to the horses. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, look, I think Young Werther showed up that bias from Canterbury the week before. I don't want to keep bringing Rose it up. At some, at, sorry, Rose Hill the week before. Um, because those Jailtown and, and well, he was too—he was two fence. out of five lame. Okay. So, so he did have excuses, but I think that's safe to say there was a, you know, rail out six meters. It was favouring those horses on speed and in the inside of the track, and that's why we didn't know what to do with the Tullock Stakes, did we? No. But all you can do is go to the horses that you know are going to run the trip. That's the the first and second horse and the ones that have progressed along through. And, and the only one that we'd seen in, in the flesh was Young Werther. Yeah. I thought Quay Quay was a certainty that on the turn, the way he travelled and mm. positioned up, but he just didn't quite finish it off, although he run well. And Montefilia, uh, she had every possible chance, ridden a bit closer. Now, we're all been saying for 12 months now she's, she's a, the best stayer. Um, her two defeats in the Oaks and here... Um, in the derby this in the autumn, um, she just hasn't looked the mile and a half horse. Maybe she is a 2,000 metre filly, uh, but I'll leave that to David. I can't I say. I think she's still going. I, oh, I heard no she's still she going won't. to the Oaks. I heard him saying to yeah. Huey, asking Huey about about her going to the Oaks. There's no reason why she shouldn't go to the Oaks. There's no reason. She hasn't completely flopped, but just that little thing in the back of my mind saying, well... We all were waiting for you to get to a mile and a half, and we're all waiting for you to run in the oaks in the spring. 
but you didn't finish off both those races. So there's a little thing in the back of your head that says, well, come to the Oaks Day, if she's lining up $3, will she stay? How much pressure's in this race? I'm not, I'm not bagging her, uh, because she's still early in a preparation. Skylab was just so flat after that gut buster in the Rose Hill Guineas and He's Spell. Spell. Yeah. Uh, in the Oaks, we'll get to the Oaks in, in more depth when we get to the Adrian Knox. But Harmony Rose is now the outright favourite. $4, Montefilia's $5. Amaralina, the Kiwi, and Hungry Heart are both at $6. Mm. Uh, track condition's vital. Um, we know what Hungry Heart did has been doing on dry tracks, and uh, I'm a huge fan of that Grey's run the other day. I know she had the best of the buyers, but she went out far too quickly, mm. Harmony Rose. Uh, let's have uh, a listen to Kieran Ma and Johnny Allen. It's phenomenal, really. Uh, this horse has been in work a long time. Uh, it's been to all our stables, and the team have done an extraordinary job with him. You know, his last piece of work on Saturday was the best piece he's done since he's had a saddle on his back. And, uh, you know, Johnny was on board him at Werribee, and uh, he just said, you know, he's fine. I said, well, that's how he looked. And he thought he might lack that little bit of class, but he, we knew he was a very, very strong stayer and he was right to go. So full credit to him. And... Um, you know, to the to the owners, they're, they're great mates, and and uh, and and just a really good bunch of people that really enjoy the, you know, the whole roller coaster of racing, and um, you know they were fortunate enough to be here with Canedna not so long ago, and then uh, to be back here again, uh, I couldn't be happier. So uh, I can't thank them enough. Distance is never going to be worried with him, but um, yeah, look, it was working okay. We were getting a great run. We were recovering the back of Young Worder and then um, when Montefiore actually popped out down the side and pushed me a bit wide, so I didn't want to take off on him too early, so I let one come around me. And but once we got to the outside, he really let down, and you know he just tries his tries his guts out this horse. What did you think on the line? Did you think you got there? Because it was all so close when you look at the replay. I, I thought I did, but uh, I didn't want to celebrate in case I didn't. <laughs> but uh, with horse in between us, it was hard to tell. But um, I thought I had my head down the line, but look, it was close and. Luckily enough, um, we got there. Well, it just shows how hard they are to win. You know, like we're probably half ahead off winning a couple of big races today. So, uh, but you know, it's why you got to enjoy it when you do win them, I think. I saw you mixing with the owners after the race. They're totally understanding. Oh, mate, they just run, you know, beat ahead in a derby, you know. So, um, okay, Bren gave a great ride, you know. Um, got on the back of Skylab, which is where we wanted to be. And when he was going nowhere, we sort of peeled off his back. He actually got first run on the winter. I reckon he probably just doesn't sprint quite as good in those on those rain-affected tracks. You know, I thought when he got cleared, he normally sort of zip away from him. You know, but to be fair, um, you know, credit to the first and second horses, they were tough in game and, uh, and they rolled out muscling. So, but he's a he's a tremendous horse, mate. You know, he's he's got a very 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 bright future. Ron Dovesey backed um, Animo in the Blue Diamond at about um, I don't know about ten to one. Probably got better odds than that. Uh, I don't know what price you're on in the Golden Slipper. Big odds, yeah. Yep. Um, he took a dollar ninety yesterday <laughs> when Animo repaid the faithful oh. with this outstanding performance. One of the best sires wins in recent memory. Yeah. He's he's a good colt. He's an outstanding colt, really. And I just love the way we all were waiting to get to fourteen hundred, obviously. But we, I was a little. 
worried. Sometimes you see these horses out the back steaming home in races, and then all of a sudden there's a race you draw better in, and you've got to give them a kick in the dig in the ribs and say, okay, you, you've got to put yourself in the box seat today. And they say, whoa, and they they want to over race and do things wrong. But no, he was a, he was just a, a beautiful ride for McDonald yesterday. He relaxed, he waited, and when he let him go, he, he exploded. He's a, he's a good colt. Very, very good. One you'd like to ride? I, well, I'll give him another year when he just quietens down quietens a little down. bit more. <laughs> i got some good yeah, news for he you. Was, he, he was incredible. He was incredible. His turn of foot, like Greg said at the top of this segment, the way he won the size yesterday, I haven't been around a long time, but I haven't seen a horse win with such ease. And I don't think, you know, the, the couple of horses that ran second and third behind him were any slouches. No they way. were certainly great, great contenders. But the way he did that was absolutely breathtaking and looks as though he's going to be very hard to beat in a champagne. Yeah, and, and Ronnie? Dollar fifty. Dollar fifty for you. <laughs> yeah, all in. All in. Yeah, yeah that, that, look, Halal was our class, but good. Captivant was solid. Um, now, I, I think four moves ahead's a sprinter. I didn't mind your little filly here, Queen of uh, Wizardry. wizardry. She, you'd have to be pretty happy with that, and she might be a miler that could get a bit of black type there running a you know, third in a, in a champagne stakes. Yep, she could, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully she's, but she's definitely, she wants every bit of the mile and mm. she looks like she wants 2,000 metres. I call for some 2,000 metre races. Yeah, That's I'm what sure I'm going to call Self for. Self-interest. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I just looked, I, I wasn't sure, but Explosive Jack's a cult. Um, him with his big feet <laughs> and the big ears and, and ears. Queen what of a, Wizardry, you could you could make a breed herd of explosive Jack with the big ears and the big feet. I don't uh, know what you'd get. You, a grand yeah. annual winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already think that Moanga quite likes the look of Queen of Wizardry. Just saying. Moanga does. <laughs> easy, they're yeah. good mates. They're yeah. good mates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the, 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 we speak to James Cummings after the race. Uh, they won't make a decision straight away. They don't have to about going to the Champagne Stakes. He's going to be a much better three-year-old, though. Yeah, well, it, it, they might just go on along the way because in this uh, grab, he says his next goal is a fair way away, so why not just have a mm. have a crack at the Champagne? Oh, well, it's, it's very important. They're there to breed, stall breed stallions, and if he comes out with a CV... Does second... it add value to him if he wins a Champagne? Of course it will. Yeah, you, you, that's how they, they work with these... Group one, he could be horse two-year-old of the year. He gets that on the mantle if he wins the... Well, I'm not getting well, ahead of myself. Well, how could he be two-year-old of the well, year? Well, he's run second in the slipper. He wins the size. He wins the champagne. Well, he does the triple, champagne. He was nearly a, he's nearly a triple crown winner. And you stay inside's won the slipper, which helped. It goes a long way. But I've seen... There has been horses in the past that have probably won the other two legs and maybe placed in the slipper that have beaten the... Just because you win the golden slipper does not make you the two-year-old of the but year. But you can also add a placing in a blue diamond as well. So he'd, he'd be an absolute moral... If he wins the champagne, there is no betting he'll be two-year-old of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, mm. I agree. And that's taking nothing away from staying inside because he might come back and go bang, bang, bang as a three-year-old. Yeah. And be the three-year-old of the year, but I don't know. It's, uh, but, two, it's, but if we assume he wins the champagne, two group one wins... A second and a third in the other in the, in the biggest two-year-old races. He's a long way to winning it. Yes, he's a long way to winning it. Um, anyway, here's here's James Cummings talking about Animal. He's just come through the the best of the two-year-old races that that are around. Um, he's graduated through all three of our stables. They've got their fingerprints all over this horse, and um, I'm just incredibly proud that he's able to absorb the pressure of those Group Ones, the Blue Diamond, the Todman, the Slipper, and he turns up here and just the 
the, the absolute perfect condition. We, we just were a bit tougher on him getting up to 1,400 metres. In fact, I've been tough on him his whole, his whole racing career. And there's nothing that I've thrown at him that has been too hard for him. And every, every time he just, he just continues to reach new heights every time I raise the bar. Is he tough enough for you to throw one more race at him? Well, look, I don't see why not. I can't see anything that would be around in the next two weeks that's going to threaten Animo in the champagne. But there's no, there's no, there's no certainties in it. I think it's just whether or not we're comfortable to run the horse again. Uh, but I would say this, it's a long time to the Caulfield Guineas in October. And if that's going to be our target race with him, then uh, it wouldn't hurt just to have that little strengthening run over a mile in April before we put him away for a short break. Being very lucky with the support I've had throughout the, the 12 months I've been, oh, the 12 years I've been here, it's been marvellous, and obviously got so many people to thank. And, but this horse is day in the sun. He's a marvellous horse, and um, what he did in the slipper was just incredible. And then to come and do that to good quality horses in a Group One, just incredible. He's a he's the Rolls Royce of of two-year-old racing. Oh, well, it's the first time I've ever sat on him. I've ever seen him uh, um, in the flesh. I actually haven't really taken much notice, but he, he um, oozes a lot of class. I, just, I was thinking when I cantered around to the gates and I pulled him up to a trot and every hoof was clicking. And I'm thinking, geez, he's got some stride on him, this horse, because he just strides out, but very enthusiastic colt who's very push-button and hope he keeps breathing for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Happy with the horse again, but it just suggests to us that he's still he's still very raw, he's still immature, and he's still a preparation away. So um, there's no doubt the ability's there, but um, hopefully in time it'll it'll pay off for us. Are you tempted to run him again during the autumn? Yeah, look, it's and I wish it was next week. We'd back him up in no worries. You can't hurt this horse, but um, yeah, well, something to think about. Um, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with him, and he's uh, he's training on deep into a preparation and, and it's really suiting him so um, now that, that'll probably, you know, we'll mop that up early in the week. Here's the market, $1.50, the champagne in two weeks time. You've got Halal captive on. Look at Queen of Wizardry sneaking up in oh, the market. Oh, she stormed into the market. <laughs> She's sneaking up there. <laughs> We're going to take another break. When we come back, the country championships final worth half a million dollars sponsored by New Haven. Gates are back and they're racing. Plonker out wide, bounce fast. Bautista showing speed. Subtle Gray's very handy. Art Cadeau's going to hold his place fourth on the rail. They're followed by Sporanic. She's nice and close. Outside Homogeny. Another one's posted out very wide, just off the speed. They're followed by Bailey's, who's back on the inside of Rothenberg. They're followed then by Pure Fuego, who's deep with some cover. Next came Tara Jasmine, who's back on the rails inside of Healing Hands. Well back in the field came Girls Already, then Wild Rocket Charmy Baby, and two lengths away activation. It's not a brutal speed being set here by Art Cadeau. He's getting it pretty soft. He leads at three quarters on Plonker. Subtle Grey a length away third. Fourth the rails is Bautista. They're followed by another one who's been posted wide all the way outside of Sporanic. Back along the rails then came Homogeny from Rothenburg. Pure Fuego out wider. Next healing hands. Bailey strung up the fence from Wild Rocket. Charmy Baby Tara Jasmine a minute back. And they're followed girls already in activation. They're in the 
the straight now. It's Art Cado at the 300. Three quarters to Plonka. Subtle Grey, another one are coming home. Spiranix trying to thread through. And they're followed by Pure Fuego. Down past the 200. And it's Art Cado. He's giving a great kick down on the inside. He's a length in front. Another one's finishing it hard. It's Art Cado, three quarters. Holding on from another one. And Art Cado all the way for Tommy Berry won the country championship. Beat another one. Third, maybe Wild Rocket getting home out wide from Charmy Baby and Rothenberg. Then came Plonka and Sporanic. Next, Pure Fuego, Healing Hands, Agap Bautista, and they're followed in by Subtle Grey. Then came Homogeny Girls already. Activation didn't come on from Tara, Jasmine and Bailey's. A very, very popular win there by Art Cadeau, uh, ridden by Tommy Berry, trained by Terry Robinson. This horse was favourite when the all-in market went up, before a heat had been run, before you even knew uh, all the horses that were being aimed at this series. This was the horse at the top of the market, about $15 I think he went up, and he just stayed as favourite all the way through. He won the very second heat about, uh, what was it, it was 53 days from heat to final. That's a long time. Yeah, a, a very popular result obviously. Um, um, we all know about the Robinson family and what gentlemen they are, and, and Terry, popular fella, and this is a, this is some genuine horse, and never looked to be any speed on paper. Probably not ideal to lead with him on a, on a grand final day on a day he never led, but he just read the speed of the race. He was tough. He was too good. It's as simple as that. He's a good three-year-old. This horse, uh, another one. Um, I really like him. He's um, he's got something about him, and he toughed it out really well after sitting a little bit wide early there. She was huge, charmy baby from the back, considering the, the tempo of the race, and, and who knows what would have happened if, if she, you know, got more uh, pressure up front there. Um, she ran right up to a heat win because her heat win was visually one of the the best. Yep. From what she did at Scone. It, it, this was a good win by Art Cadeau, but it was a trot and canter. Yeah. Tommy stole it. He just stole the race. It was, you know, he... he it's a bit of a gift. It was a... And, and so you have to add a bit of merit onto those horses that finished off so well, like you just mentioned, Charmy Baby, who had to do mm. a fair bit of work. But let's forgive for a lot of those in back in the field because there was they were just unable to finish off over the top of them the way the race was run. I'll tell you another underrated horse, a wild rocket. Uh, she is only a four-year-old mare having a 15th start and... I think she's quite talented and she, she had to do a lot of work from back in the field in her own right and um, you know, that form out west is, is getting stronger and stronger every year. We just put a line through this form out west you know, three or four years ago. Yes, that's right. Um, but they're shaping up, they've got some great young trainers and young talent and they're getting a better class of horse to train just through this, this system of the country championships and the, you know, the, the, the it starts, highways. It starts at the highways. It starts at the highways. The, 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 I think the progression is, is now the highways to a being a country championship horse and then when you're a country championship horse, then you're a Kosciuszko horse. Yep. That, so that's a the Kosciuszko horse. And I, well, Terry Robinson keeps talking about this horse being wanting a mile. Mm. He's now got to juggle this horse and set him for a 1,200 metre race in October, but it might be his only opportunity to have a crack at it. Yep. The concept, I know we talk a lot about the concept, but I experienced the cocktail party on the Friday night mm -hmm. and... You don't usually miss one. No. No. I, what's, the, what's the say? <laughs> go to I'll go the to the opening of it. Envelope. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, I knew I was going to get that, so I just did it myself. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to say that 
even though those some of those connections they didn't you know they didn't have a good day I, I bumped into the Spirinac team and they just said oh you know anything after Tamworth was a bonus mm. and this is just unbelievable you know they've just had the best time and that's not you know the pure fuego connections as well and all these people who have you know the, the horses didn't win they didn't even run a place mm. but they still had such a good time and the build-up has been you know so exciting for them since they've won their their heats mm. or placed in their heats yeah look, uh, I think they're getting better at it every year um, New Haven do a fantastic job yeah. promoting it you they know they've, they've got the naming rights but they still pour plenty in looking after these people give them a good good experience and they're there at every heat yeah. they're there at every heat to deliver yeah. the invitation to the cocktail party yeah it's, it's amazing yeah. they do a great job and the country people really look forward to it it's their function of the year it yeah. is um it's probably one of the best functions i've ever yeah. been to any gossip any best on grounds or anything you want to tell me about oh, i left a bit early no, can I'll I have the day off next time so I can be best on ground? It looks so much day. fun. Yeah, sure. You can so have day one of the championships off. Yeah, <laughs> no, no problem. So much, so much. Just so, you can go to a party. so you want me, guys? Yeah. <laughs> we did have a market on who was going to be best on ground. I haven't got the results. No, yet. no. Well, there, yeah, look, there, was I... a, there was a very short price favourite, and I think he delivered. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Ah, oh, dear. Um, so the, I'm just going through the. Um, Going through the results, that's the second horse to win from the South East Racing Association. The other horse was Noble Boy, uh, Art Cadeau. But this, this series, it, it starts um, about eight weeks before the final, uh, all over New South Wales, and then everyone gets to go to Royal Ramwick. There can only be one winner, and this year it was the Terry Robinson-trained Art Cadeau. Well, I think all us trainers uh, had a bit of trouble with the wet. You know, I think it affected everyone. And... Look, uh, nearly an eight-week break is a big effort by the horse. Uh, look, I, I think there was a few concerns with him this prep, I must say. Things haven't gone exactly to plan. But, look, I full credit to the horse. He's just a lovely horse. It's a great test of a horse to win a qualifier so so long ago and to hold it all together. Yeah, exactly, Greg, it is. It, uh, fortunately enough, he's, he's drawn the right alley today. He's got the best rider on. And it's all worked out good. This is very special to have Tommy on this horse for you. I oh, no doubt about that. Look, he's, we've had a lot good association over the years. Uh, look, he's ridden a fair few winners for me too. But look, what's so good about Tommy is he's, he's so good off the, the track. He's just a genuine bloke. He's so good for racing and he's a good mate. This is better than winning a highway, isn't it? Oh, certainly, mate. It's, a, it's the <laughs> ultimate. Thank you. Now you're going to win a Kosciuszko. <laughs> Well, certainly, he's a, hopefully he might be the horse to yeah, come back. It's like riding a Group 1 winner, you know. There's so many good people in this horse, and Terry's done an amazing job. He's had a long time in between runs. He brought him here for a, a trial in between, which I was wrapped that he did. He, he flowed through his paces, but just the way he's nurtured him along and kept the speed in his legs because he, he was definitely of the opinion he could go down quick. But him, his whole family are here today. Uh, they're a big part, team part. Um, Oh, just can't believe it. It's awesome. Why is it so special? Because these guys don't get this opportunity very often. I get it, you know, I get it a lot. But to do it for people like this, I come from a family that, you know, we, my father raced horses around the country, provincial area, most of his his career. And so it's just these are the guys I was brought up with. This is what it's all about. So, um, look, I'll come here next week and we'll be back on the on the best horses again. But this bloke, he, it's just all about the way he was managed for me. He was managed to perfection and Terry's a bloody champion. Tommy had a mission to win that race for the Robinsons because Terry had been so good to him and Nathan in their early career and he delivered and it was like he said, winning a group one. Yep. Here's um, part of the family, son and daughter. Uh, here is Jennifer and Dane Robinson.
We couldn't be prouder and no one deserves this win more than Dad does. Horse racing doesn't always uh, reward hard work and today it certainly did. He's very proud of how his children have been high achievers. Yourself, Jennifer, you're a well-known human rights lawyer overseas on the Assange case, the Amber Heard case. You're back here having a breather now and it's good timing for you. Look, it's such a pleasure for me to be at home to actually be here at the races with Dad. I hardly ever get to be here and what better day to be here than today. I am so delighted for him. And Dane, heavily involved in the horse flesh at Magic Millions. Yeah, well, I just started a new job actually on the up for the Magic Millions on the Gold Coast, so it was nice to get back down here for this and we'd had it planning for a long time out, so a few little setbacks with the week going back and from, you know, it should have been last week obviously, and uh, planning to get down here, it's all just been so worth it and to be here with the family and like, you know, to celebrate with Dad, you dream about these days and, you know, it, it's just, they, they rarely come around and, you know, we're very grateful for it, we get to do it all together, it's great. You represented your father at the, at the pre-race uh, party last night, how was that? We did represent Dad last night at the party. I think we represented him pretty well. Yeah, I, I think we, uh, we upheld the family name last night. Yeah. <laughs> they put in a good shindig, the old New Haven crew. Don't they what? Lucy? Um, Can't they put on a Thursday night? <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful family. A wonderful family. Um, Gary Colvin goes home uh, with second prize, but uh, he goes home with a horse that's got a huge future. Yeah, fantastic run, um, yeah, and I was very happy. The owners are very happy. Uh, he's still a three-year-old, very immature. Probably wants a mile now. I oh, want some mile, so I'm really happy I can spell him now and give him a bit of time now. No, it was a fantastic run. The winner's a very good horse. Yours is a very good horse too. Yeah, he's a very good horse. Archer Dave. He was the one to beat, don't worry about that. But, um, you know, we, I think we run a better length to him, so I was pretty happy. All right, there's the uh, country championships and uh, eyes for the for the uh, country trainers now turn towards the Kosciuszko in October. But just listening to a lot of trainers around the traps, the country trainers, they're already saying, oh, this is my country championship horse for next year. I've just got to look after it. I, I won't give it too many runs. They're getting the planning better. The plans, it's well beyond, you think it starts 12 months out. It starts two years out yeah. for a country championships. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Edward Cummings' big day. He won the Adrian Knox. Edward Cummings was training in partnership with his dad, Anthony, but he decided to go it alone, and his decision has been a plan in the making, uh, rewarded yesterday with Jouet winning the Adrian Knox, and all of a sudden he's got a big chance in the Oaks. Yeah, he certainly has. Uh, look, she's um, got a sense of timing about her, hasn't she? So she's gone bang, bang, was a lovely ride by Bowman, and uh, good on you, Ed. It was a, a real feather on your cap to think, you know, just trained his first city winner and bang, she comes out yeah, and well, a group with, race. The, with this horse on the 31st of March was his first Metropolitan winner on a Wednesday and then she backs it up and, and runs and wins a, a Saturday race and it happened to be a group race. So mm. he, I must say his horses, there is something about his horses nowadays. He's get, getting maybe better stock as well, but they do look really well turned out. Prompt Prodigy was another one who was parading really well. But this um, filly is in great form and she looks to continue on her way. Second horse was unbelievable though. Yeah, you liked her and was nearly an amazing tip. She. Could she run well in an Oaks bargain? I think she can run well in an Oaks, but she would need this type of going to return to her best. I thought she'd return to her best last start and showed a glimpse of, of old form, and that 
confirmed that she's back on her way and she looks like she'll get further. Flexible still in her first preparation. I, uh, Star Point's one on the up there, the fourth horse of Gwenda's, uh, the filly, and I really like Signore, this ex-Kiwi, Signore yeah. Nera. I think maybe more a Queensland Oaks type than a um, ATC Oaks type, but keep an eye on that ex-Kiwi. She's work in progress. Let's hear from Edward Cummings and Hugh Bowman. It's a lot of hard... All right, we've uh, had a little bit of a problem with the tape, so... Um, they were on. It was, was Edward Cummings' big moment? And I think, I think we've got a, a jam in the tape. You know when they put the tape in the thing and they press play, the old VHS? Usually we use yeah. VHS. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Are we, can we go to the next replay? No? Let's have a... Let's put another tape in. We'll come back to Ed, I promise. Uh, let's see if we can play Quick Thinker winning the uh, chairman's, picking them up around the home turn. What we saw here was a number of very tired horses who uh, this was well strung out and and there was no uh, nothing wrong with them physically no there was a few slow recoveries and cardiac arrhythmia but this was really really testing going back to your theory yeah. earlier in the show it was a tough track yeah so um he when they he looked to be completely out of form uh, quick thinker but he is just such a bulldog and and obviously we know murray can you know, pull a rabbit out of his hat now and again, and he certainly did here with Quick Thinker. He's a real grinder, um, and bounced back big time there. Rondonella, uh, very good, and that was you again. You know, you were so close. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that, Ronnie. I How feel close? the sincerity in your voice there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, she was. I must very say, good. I've never seen a better tipping performance from last Wednesday. Thank you. That That's was very, amazing. very kind of you to say. Sometimes mm. we have a good day. Sometimes I give you a rap. Uh, <laughs> Paths of Glory did work in this race early from a wide barrier. I thought he was amazing. Um, you know, he that's, was... That's well, two raps you've given him back to back. Yeah, he... Mm. I don't know if they're going to run him in a Sydney Cup, but geez, to, for him not to be out, out on his feet before others in that race, I find um, that that was the one that got away. Yeah. More racing he does, the better he gets. Very Obviously. similar to the winner as well. And, and as Ronnie just mentioned about the track how it was a staying test this that the winner loves getting his toe into the ground doesn't yeah. he he loves loves uh, like conditions like that yesterday and that suited him uh, Salino I thought was the winner on the turn um, he just wanted to hang and do a few, few things I still think he'll run well in the Sydney Cup uh, yeah he was still I had him down as still half a run short okay. as well uh, just on collide he was well in the market he has to have an ECG cardiac arrhythmia mm. so he's um um, I think Sacramento might have come to the end of it. They're going to make a decision whether he goes to the Sydney Cup, but just listening to connections, it doesn't look as though he's going to head that way. No. Okay. Let's hear from Andrew Forsman, also Damien Lane, and we'll also hear from John O'Shea with Rondonella. Just obviously the track was quite testing. They were under the pump a fair way out there, and he was still travelling quite well. So, um, yeah, there's def definitely the track conditions have played into his hands. Have you noticed anything this week? Has he, has he come on in any way? Uh, he had a really searching gallop on Tuesday morning, and I thought he had a gr good blow after it. And his gallop on th Thursday was really good, and I thought that, that work gave us a bit of confidence going into it. Are you testing next week, two mile? Yeah, absolutely. Well done to the team, obviously. He hasn't been at his best the last couple of starts, so um, good to have his form turn around when I got on him. He was travelling up like the winner the entire race, and you know from this team he can stay all day. What was your sort of initial thinking throughout? Yeah, you know, with Murray and Andrew, their horses are going to be fit, and with a genuine run contest, that really suited, suited him. Because he's got early speed, I was able to put him in a good spot, 
And the key was he relaxed so well. He just spat the bit completely in the run. So uh, when it got tough late, he still had a little bit in the tank. Yeah, we just got to find someone to steer around at the no weight. But she's just, we've been pleased with us all prep, you know, and just we needed to get into a race today that where she'd draw a gate and she drew a gate and raced very well. So um, you can see she's got a real zest for racing at these trips and we've been very happy with her and it reflected in her performance today. Fourth run back, climbing the distances all the time. You've seen the improvement that was occurred today? Yeah, no, I expected that, you know, I was sort of hoping for it. She, I won a Sydney Cup uh, a few years ago, a thing called uh, Jessica Beal, and, and this mare's gone along the same program, and to date we're sort of right on track, you know. Right, here's the market for the Sydney Cup. So, Quick Thinker and Rondinella, 15 and $17. Above them are the horses coming out of uh, other races, including Realm of Flowers and Favourite Moon out of the Manion. Then you've got Miami Bound, She's Ideal, Southern France coming out of the Tancred. Tough race. Tough race. Let's see what unfolds with the you know, with the field and well, conditions. the track conditions are yeah. mainly mostly. We're, we're got a beautiful week, haven't we? Let's go back and uh, we've got this uh, tape right now. Let's hear from Edward Cummings and Hugh Bowman after the Adrian Knox. It's a lot of hard work come to fruition. You know, we've been very, working very, very hard for the last two years. She's always been earmarked as a filly with uh, a bright future. Um, it's interesting, her, her half-sister Baccarat baby started winning nice races just after she arrived in the stables. So naturally the pressure was amped up a little bit more after that. But we, we were very thankful for the opportunity to, um, to potentially have a filly that could do something similar. And, and it's really nice that um, you know, we've been able to, to, to set a goal, set a plan for her, and, and, and thus far it's, it's all come off. Are you looking forward to next week? I'll look forward to it after Tuesday morning. Okay. We'll get through Tuesday morning work and, and see how she is, but um, you know, all, good, all things going well. She'll be here in seven days' time and ready to run a really nice race. She put the riding on the wall last night at Warwick Farm. I know it was only midweek company, but the feel she gave me that, like, back to three-year-old Philly company over this trip, she was going to eat it up, and I'll be honest, she's going to make her presence felt in the Oaks next week if that's where they decide to go. She's got staying Philly written all over. She's strong. She can stay, she settled well today and she just joined in when I asked her to and she showed a lot of fight when she needed to. So, she, And she's got a Cummings training us. So congratulations to Edward, he's managed her very well and uh, full credit to him and, and you know, he, she's got a bright future but obviously so does he. Gee, uh, Hugh Bowman, I, you want to run out and back this horse in the Oaks after listening to that. He, he's very hot on her, isn't he? That's a good Oaks. That's a good Oaks, I think. Mm, um, we'll get a, uh, see what they do with his Amaralina. Well, I know we're dirty on them. Um, it's poison, the New Zealand form at the moment. Yeah. Um, but she trialled the other day and uh, she's a good filly. I'm, she's one that might be able to do something. With a race like the Oaks, is it, and the Derby, is it horses that get the trip that win these races or is it Horses some. that you know, so, or do sometimes you meet a race where the horses are just well, the, the main fancies are just better than them, but they're more two thousand meter horses. Yeah, because every when race. you look at the top two in the market, they do look more like two thousand meter horses. Yeah. Sometimes class gets you through, and with these three-year-olds, and you can do it. So um, won't be as easy on probably tracks like yesterday, uh, but sometimes they can get away with it. They're all individuals, aren't they? In Derby's pure class sometimes, yeah. Pure class. Yeah. Go back to mahogany. Yeah, there you go. Won two lightnings. Mm. Here's, um, here's Chris Waller and Hungry Heart. Took a lot of confidence out of that in terms of her staying ability. and I think she likes a high-pressure race. Some of the shorter races she's been running in, they've been lacking speed, but it was good to see plenty of pressure on. 
in the binary when she won that. So I'm hoping a strong run Oaks will just help her get into a really good rhythm and she'll be strong again late. Okay, and what about uh, Mark Newnham with Harmony Rose? She's come through that race really well. Um, I've been happy with her all week. Um, she'll have a main gallop on Monday. But, uh, look, I think she'll enjoy getting back to Ramwick. And uh, at this stage, I wouldn't have any problem with the 2400. Tactically, what are the views? Does it have to lead? Can it take a sit? No, that's the first time she's led in her life the other day. Uh, I think the conditions on the day probably played that way, but it just didn't work out for us. Um, look, we'll work it out once we see barriers and, and what the opposition is. Back to the first of the day, the two-year-old kindergarten stakes won by Paul Lely. So it was the Cummings-trained duo of Paul Lely and Animo taking the two big two-year-olds. Yeah, obviously he's a sprinter who didn't shape up in the, in the sire. So uh, back to uh, uh, 1,100 metres here, he was sharp outside the lead. He sprinted quickly. It was easy work. Looked a more competitive race on paper, but he really dominated. And again... Um, very strong late. Looks good for the future, this uh, filly, for Gary Fraser. So she just jumped from the Gosford Maiden there to step to another level and get a you know, black-type placing, so that's fantastic. Ashima stuck on well. No excuses for King of Sparta. He's still a bit raw. To Rasi down the bottom. Showed a bit of talent there for a midweek race or something. Uh, we go to the Carbine Club Stakes Group 3 for the three-year-olds. What a big jump up for Kiku. A big graduation party. Market loved her and she delivered. Uh, very good filly in the making. She's been very dominant in her first two runs back in, you know, at Warwick Farm and the Kensington. But this is another level. She covered ground. I thought when they sprinted on the turn, she had no hope. And she rallied. You know, she rallied like a, a, a very good filly. The Irishman, not disgraced. He goes to Hong Kong now. Uh, the Poland stuck on well. The story of the race is high supremacy. No luck at all. We'll never know. Um, adjourned inquiry. Yeah into James, James McDonald's ride. Why he didn't go looking for an inside run. Yes. Yep. There is but a head, I don't know whether we can show the head on of this. I don't know whether there was a, there might have been at one stage, but gee, it closed up. Yeah, well it was, it, it was if he would have went back to the inside, the, the horse fainted on the inside and would have come back and he's, you know, I'm not defending. Marcinet? Marcinet. Um, he was, he was stopping if he would have ducked through the fence and um, McDonald's case was, um, I was riding, I didn't like the fence. I was mm -hmm. riding for the best part of the track, which he did all day. We'll let the stewards, they just want to look at the, the betting records yep. and they'll, they'll clean that up, but I couldn't see too much wrong with it. But he was unlucky. Okay, here's the head on uh, high supremacy, back to the inside. That's Marcinet in front. Now, McDonald's made the decision, I'm going out. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not interested in the fence. There's a gap there, isn't there? There right? is now, but he'd already made the decision and then the other horse moves out after. There's only about three quarters of a run there. Um, yeah, so I look, we get him every week, don't we? He was unlucky. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether he would have beat the winner, but yeah, he's, he's a little, she's, look, he's, he's half off the fence there, but you, you oh. wouldn't, you'd be brave to take it. You know, it could easily, those horses getting time could wander back and put you through the rail. I got no issue with it, but look, I'm not a steward. I'll let them ask their questions and dot their I's, cross their T's, and they'll sort it out. Yep, she's come back very well, though, Kiku, I must say. Yeah, I thought thing. she'd come through those midweek races in good style, and it's a few of Chris's three-year-old fillies that he does that with, and then he tries them in, in a stiffer company, and they mm. invariably they win their races.
Yep. Uh, let's go to right to the last, the end of the day, the China Horse Club PJ Bell Stakes, and it was this ex-Kiwi matchmaker. Yeah, she's another one that's been work in progress. She, she's been a bit of an excitable sort of a filly. And uh, this is a beautiful ride. McDonnelly got cover from that very wide draw, peeled her down the middle. Off she goes. She's, um, yeah, I, I think she she is work in progress. I thought Marb Busher was outstanding. That was much better from her. Never talked ducked and weave and maybe the worst part of the track at this stage of the day if you if you want to go that far. Yeah, they were getting the, the as the day went on, they were getting wider and wider and that's they were. where the better ground was. Yeah. Uh, a break and when we come back we'll have a look at the market for the Queen Elizabeth because we've got uh, six days now of build up to the big clash of Dave versus very elegant Mark Four. Championship day two coming up. Queen Elizabeth Stakes is the highlight of course. It's the the big race of the carnival. It was set up beautifully after the Ranbet Stakes, where Very Elegant was able to turn the tables on Adabe. So now they've met four times, Adabe two, Very Elegant one. But this year, this year it's Very Elegant on top. Uh, yes, uh, round one. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think here. What are you, are you bullish about? She your wouldn't opinion? tell me yesterday. Because Walla was only Walla was standing just about there. She, I, she must be with a Dave then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he went in hindsight when I looked back on a photo that I'd taken in my notes, I thought, oh wow, he looks fantastic. So I love seeing horses get bigger and stronger. Mm. But in hindsight, he probably looked a little bit too pretty. And I think that there was improvement in him, whereas I don't think there's all they just have to keep very elegant together. So there's a so that gives me an idea that if he gets the right conditions, he's going to be able to maybe turn the tables. But I think conditions are really important for him. If the race was yesterday, I think it would have been a Dave. Yeah. Um, next Saturday, she's getting. I'm warming more to her every day the sun stays there. The sun stays there. And that's unusual she, saying it about her. She's, yeah. ju she's just as good on a good track as she is on a wet track, isn't she? She's one of the best yeah. wet trackers I've ever seen, but yeah. she's just as good. So I think that's why uh, you... There's too many other good wet trackers in the race yeah. for her this time. But, but what it is, it's like an Ashes, isn't it? It's like a, mm. you know, it's like England versus it Australia. Is. It's such yeah. a, a good build-up. Bringing us together for the for the championship. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, it's really <laughs> the... Somewhat. It's, 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 the, it's the Anzac spirit because she's a... She's a New Zealander oh, yes, turned okay. us into Australia. Yeah, yeah, be um, let's, can we go through some of these markets um, and what price they are? Queen Elizabeth and, and a few of these others. Um, there's all the races. And now we're going to have a look at the, the markets. Queen Elizabeth, a Dave and very elegant. So Dragon, of course, moved closer to them uh, after his win in the Tancred. But we've now got equal favourites. We've now got $3 each of two. That, of course, will change. It will sway one way or the other by the time we get to the race. But $3, take your pick right now. Uh, oh, oh, jeez. I don't know. I'll go with a Dave. Ronnie can go with very elegant. Okay, How about that? Okay, let's we'll do, do that. that. At this... But I would, no swapping. I'm allowed to change. Oh, God, of course you are. Here's Chris Waller <laughs> on Very Elegant. It was great to see uh, the Ranbet result for us, to know that we can turn the tables on him, but I'm expecting him obviously to lift, and there's a few others there that'll obviously jump in from Doncaster and of course Sir Dragonay. So the scene's set for a great race, uh, very elegant as well, uh, like the three-week gap between runs. She came through the Ranbet well, and hopefully this week straightforward with some good work 
uh, early part of the week and back off late in the week to have it ready to go. Right, uh, Kieran Mar, let's see how good you are uh, with Sir Dragon A. Can you topple the big two? Great, yeah, he come through the run really well. Uh, he's done a piece of work already. He'll do one more piece of work next week. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with him. He seems to be the type of horse, you know, the more races he gets under his belt, the more work he does, the better he goes, the more relaxed he is, and he just gets in the zone. So couldn't be happier. All right, check out Tab for all the markets for day two. They're up there, and even uh, the third day with the All Age, the Champagne. But this is the Provincial Championships final. Great news, a $3 favourite from Pandano, Crystal Breeze, Animate. Uh, you get you get started on this Monday, don't you? I'll get started on that. Like, well, we've got Tuesday acceptances with most of these races. Yeah, but, but this, this race will be out Wednesday. Well, I'll get, I'll get on to that tomorrow then. Yep. All barrier draw for the Queen Elizabeth and the Sydney Cup on Tuesday. There is, and track work, Breakfast with the Stars on uh, Tuesday morning. So that'll roll into the yeah. barrier draw. Barrier draw. You should come along, Ronnie. Where to? Randwick, Breakfast with the Stars, barrier the draw. Nice road. and early. Six o'clock. Mm, okay. And then rolling into the the barrier draw. The barrier breakfast draw. on, do they? They do for breakfast. Oh, what, do we know what time the barrier draw is on? It is 9.30, the same as last week. So we're at 9.30 uh, for the Queen Elizabeth and the Sydney Cup. Nice and early for you. Okay? Look forward to it. That's it. That's the show. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you very Thank you, much. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll be back uh, next Sunday to wrap up day two.